0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Grapholistic Podcast with me, Citi Suliana, you can call me Suliana. In this episode, we will go one more step forward to explore further how Phase 3 is one of the vital steps to your journey towards building your self-esteem and personality. That is, the people you are with, who you hang out with at school, at work, and the friends you spend time with usually. These are the individuals who not only you choose subtly, but also who automatically fits you and your character. Why this is important? Because they are the ones who will indirectly make you feel good about yourself, motivates you to move forward instead of hanging in there or instead of talking about or thinking about the past. They are also the ones who you know in your gut and your instinct telling you that you are comfortable when you are around them, naturally. They are not the ones who you have to spend time with by force, which means you have no choice, you have to be with them. By the way, you will notice that I keep highlighting about gut and instinct is because this is what is in you. Something which is built up gradually over the years, like, you know, a data when you learn anything about your surrounding and your environment and people you talk to, people you are with, this data that you gathered over the years is an instinct or sometimes referred to as like gut feeling, which is like an armor to help you to defend yourself. I feel like of all the phases that we go through, when it involves dealing with people, it is good to learn. Understand and analyze your instinct. After listening to this episode, or even after you read some of my uh, writings related to this series, please do not immediately call your friends to break up with them and find new friends. Like I said, please learn to analyze, and you need to also learn to evaluate your choices. Firstly, you have to ask yourself are you comfortable when you are with them? Are you comfortable to share with them anything regarding yourself? And if you do, is there any instances that whatever you said to them, the news will spread like wildfire, even though you told them that please do not share this with anyone? Secondly, when it is your turn to share your stories and opinions, are they listening to you attentively, or they will take that opportunity to catch your conversation? And after that, they will tell about their own story when you are not even done yet. Thirdly, how do they give you feedback about yourself? Maybe at times, friends will give their opinions, but what kind of words did they say to you? Are they criticizing you or bringing you down? The words they use, is it negative or positive? What do you feel when they said something to you? Will you be upset or you don't feel anything? Or you will feel like you are open to listen and will consider their points and try their ideas. Listen and observe to the tone of their voice. How was it with you? What do you feel? Tone of voice is like a melody to a song. Same message can mean differently. The fourth point on how to evaluate this is, did they talk about other friends when they are with you? Like gossiping or spreading rumours or talk something behind their back. Because if yes, they will do the same to you when you are not there. Lastly, what kind of conversation you will have normally with the friends you hang out with? What type of topic? What kind of discussion? For me personally, when I am with those friends I match, I can hang out with naturally, without force, or I will feel inclusive in that group. Usually we discuss about how the world changes, what might cause people to behave certain ways, when I am with friends from university, we always will talk about like our work because we study marketing. So sometimes we talk about how consumers behave, how certain marketing works for their company. And then our, or we will discuss about each other's work life just to see that whether the certain things that they just explored could be useful for our, for our own situation. And then we will create new ideas and try out in the market for our specific industry by the way, I have highlighted five points here. However, it is not limited to this. And take note, this is from our POV, as in my point of view as a person. And if you're listening, this is to look at it at, at, as your point of view. I will talk more about listening and conversational communication skills in the next season. I think it's too much to talk about it here at one time. But if ever I find that uh, it fits the topic that we are talking about, I'll just include it in. As you can understand here, this process will take time for you to understand behavior and intentions because this is like skill learning, which needs time to learn, evaluate, and you have to put it into practice to test and try and test uh, whether it is working. But eventually, you will know what to do and how to handle this because most of the time, behavior of a person, behavior of us, behavior of the people surrounding you is like a pattern. And sometimes you will notice similarities throughout your journey, meaning that if you meet somebody who is like this, behaving a certain way, you will meet another in the future who has similar kind of behavior, which you can guess what will be the outcome of that person. <laughs> I've tried this personally for myself and I was surprised how it works. <laughs> The first time I started to realise that friends we spend time with will make a difference was when I was in primary school, the same timing with when I have this self-awareness phase, which I have mentioned in previous episodes. When I started to change my bad habits from not studying to revising and doing my homework, automatically my mind, my heart just moved away from hanging out with those kind of friends but that doesn't mean that i didn't say hi or be arrogant like as if i do not know them whenever i have free time in school while waiting for something instead of chatting with friends i will read a book i practiced this in secondary school too when i was in secondary school polytechnic anyway and you'll be surprised by how you will hear zero bad news and stories about other friends that you need not know about them because it is not your business That is one example that I realized that friends make a lot of difference. I mean like I heard quotes and you know teachers maybe talk about this, but I didn't really care during that until I experienced it myself. And then when I stepped into the secondary school phase, which was at the age of 13 to 14, I don't remember clearly who I hang out with when I was in secondary one and two actually ah, wait, okay, I was with random classmates, no fixed ones, because I remember telling myself not to have any fixed hangout groups. But I did have a good time with one of my closest friends. Um, She is considered one of the beautiful girls in school, and also hardworking and smart, and she respected me. And she was our school's champion in badminton. Anyway, she was my favorite, and we are each other's favorite. So basically, she was like the one and only person that I trusted in secondary school. The friends I ended up hanging out with in, uh, in secondary school during their phase are the type who like, would spend time in the library to read and borrow books during recess time and after school hours. We don't eat anything during breaks. And I can say secondary school was my favourite phase. I was more confident about myself. My studies results were good. I would always aim to be in the first top five in class. And when I was in secondary three to five, I will usually be the first or second in class. Uh. And for, for some subjects like geography, maths, Emily, I will like, be the top student in school and will be there when the speech day is on. That's like one of my favourite days during the secondary school phase. For some subjects like English language, I improve a lot from changing my um, habits from the people I hang out with. From level two to eight, I can say especially after i started to read a lot of books after i spent time reading books during school hours after school hours while teacher is teaching sometimes like the novel is like so good that i will be addicted to it and i will put in between the textbooks but i will make sure that i know what is going on in the class meaning that that one is nothing no problem for me like in my fingertips meaning that i know what is going on i have did revision before class i know what is the formula how to use the formula everything so I would just skip it in between my book and read <laughs> the storybook. And it's like not only me who did that, some of my classmates also did that too. About my Max, it was good because such a coincidence, there was this Max teacher. I want to take this opportunity to shout out to her, Miss aoyong who taught us mathematics in secondary one and two. She made it so interesting, so easy. Remember when I told you that my primary school maths, I pushed myself to make sure I pass, but it's just for the exam. I was still lost in terms of how to use mathematics formula for problem sum in a correct way. But Miss Aoyoung, so far she is like the best teacher in mathematics that I have ever met. She taught us maths in such a simple way, using so direct steps. And every time she gives tests, I remember that my marks will be like in the top three in class or top five in class. When I say top three, top five means if, for example, the score is over 30, I will get around 28, 27. There was one time I get pull marks for a test because we will all get like a present at the end of the test, like a small gift from her and everyone will clap for the person. There was one time I, I get like 100% marks for the test. I am very impressed with how she teaches this mathematics. But I remember the feeling, it's like I was like satisfied every time when there is homework, I can do it. Normally we will struggle. What the hell? How to use this formula? When to use this formula? Which formula to use? There's so many formulas. Is this formula matches for this problem sum? So it's very confusing. I don't know what kind of method was that, but I've never seen the way she teach apart from her. So because of that, right? I started to love mathematics. No more tuition, zero tuition, because I told my dad that I can handle everything by myself. And I did. All my marks improved like from what, like fifty f- seven, sixty 60 in mathematics to 80 to 90%. And then for all other subjects well, I, I managed to handle it myself. But here is the thing. I did not have problems with my studies during secondary school. Basically, I managed to handle the study load and followed the concept of consistent learning and revising the formulas, and keep practicing. When they say practice makes perfect, I use that as my motto whenever I learn mathematics or whenever I practice my subjects. I mean, there were ups and downs, but another issue became the core subject during this period, which actually was the start of my journey in exploring about the science of handwriting analysis, just because I couldn't stand and couldn't take myself to understand the people I was with during that time. The people surrounding me, including my parents. Basically, that was the stage of teenagers rebelling. How I use handwriting analysis is to look and analyse my friends' handwritings, which I will talk more about in depth in the next episode, where I focus mainly on the handwriting traits. Alright, now, the question is how to differentiate who is good for you and who is not. when you are at this phase consider that you have already have your goals in mind and you already know the motivation that push you forward instead of backwards you have already a goal to go to anything be it your studies your career having a quality time with family innovate new ideas improving your personality or everything all of this at once or anything other than this so normally by this time You may have something at the back of your mind, the life you want, the life you have visualized for yourself, and whatever you want in life. If you notice I kept saying comfortable, is because there will be at one point in your life that all other factors are check, which means those friends around you have it all, or maybe like 80% to 99% having everything in criteria. I will give you an example of a sad thing which happened to me recently that I had to rely on being comfortable and change the method of how I choose the ones I spend time with. Remember when I said that choose the friends in school or at work who can make you strive? When I continued my studies taking masters in one of the universities here in Singapore, I can say 100% of my classmates are in the peak of their education, career. Some of them have their own businesses, they have family. And in terms of behaviour issues, I don't remember any of them having those unpleasant disciplines like tardiness, playing truant, arguing or fighting in class. I mean, they do argue in class in terms of uh, different opinions, but uh, that's it. But they don't have like fighting in class like we see when we are in polytechnic or when we are in secondary school or even sometimes when we are at work. There is no one that don't do assignments. I mean, if so, basically, if I want to hang out with them, I need not worry. I can choose to be with any of them because all the criteria are there, and they strive for their studies, uh, they strive for their opinion, they strive for their career. So this is when the term comfortable comes into play. Comfortable will emerge from your first impression of the individuals you are evaluating, the way they treat you. How your instincts work when you are with them, the way they speak, their facial expressions, tone of voice, how they analyze and evaluate situations, in which all of this leads to the common term we use, which is whether you like them at first sight. By the way, I am not delving into whether they like you because that is the external factor that you could not control. This is more of something which, if you feel comfortable hanging out with them, naturally they will feel the same and automatically, you will be in that group of friends. What I did was to mingle with everyone during class and talk to each of them casually. I didn't mix with any groups in the beginning stage. Um, like I say, I repeat the same process because it works for me, the same as how I did when I was in polytechnic or when I was in de- when I was taking my degree. Then, instead of me asking, hey, can I be in your group for projects or for leisure, like when we go for lunch, we can eat together, I will walk around and chat with any of them whenever we walk towards the canteen for lunch or whenever we see each other during breaks. And automatically, I will let myself go with those I am comfortable to sit with. There was one instance I was not comfortable with this one classmate. We never chatted at all before. There were like five of us in the same table, but three of us were sat close to each other. Based on our sitting position, we thought in three while the other two have their own conversations. So it was by accident that we ended up sitting together. I could feel and also I believe she, she does too because whatever we speak, we doesn't match before even we speak to each other because we don't have anything in common in terms of the things we chat about and we have different frequency. I guess that is very obvious. The only person who saved us from being more awkward was the, the guy, classmate whom I was comfortable with, who was like the bridge between us. I tell you something, well, after that lunch, we didn't talk to each other, even when we saw each other in class. I don't remember saying good morning or say hi to her. I believe when you experience similar situation, just don't force yourself. Let it be. It's okay because uh, when it's time for you guys to meet one day, after that stage, if you are meant to be, you're meant to be together. How about when you are at a work setting? How do you decide who you want to be with when you hang out during lunch or who you want to chat with? Because this will play a role in your perspective towards life in general, towards your work, towards many factors. It is like a uh, 80% of your day you are in your workplace. The people you hang out with at work will either break you or bring you up to. So, same formula. Firstly, be friendly, not arrogant, and respect people are the first few steps. These are basically the default which you should follow, doesn't matter where you are. Secondly, learn to observe and do trial and error if you are new to this. Sometimes, you have to learn from mistakes. You have to learn to understand people and evaluate their character. Not judging, but evaluate, When I was working in the companies I used to work in, I would try to go out with those who asked me out for lunch. If it fits, it fits. The areas that I observe are like what kind of topics they discuss during lunch, their perspective towards some issues, including non-work related. I used to go out for lunch alone because of the position I was in during when I was working with other companies. I couldn't spend time with other staff because of the information I manage in a company, which are mostly confidential. Then over the years, I hang out with a colleague of mine, Hans, whom I mentioned in earlier episode, which is now my friend. So sometimes there will be another colleague who will join us for lunch. This guy will always talk about the past stories of the company and our boss, which at first was fine. I mean, we talk about our bosses. It's not like we never talk about our bosses. But I noticed that the stories are not consistent and questionable over time so one day i told hans if you want to go for lunch and if he is joining you can go with fema i don't feel like joining in and i don't mind if you go with him alone seriously then one day he asked me why and i told him the reasons you will be surprised that actually he also felt the same way (laughs) sometimes i didn't judge or evaluate instantly based on body language or experiences when socializing with people so for this case what i did was to check out his handwriting And of course, from the handwriting, the analysis normally is like a confirmation of my experience with that person. 99% of the time, the traits will match. From his signature, I can see how he signed his name, which he finished the last stroke of his signature backwards to the left instead of forward to the right. While for his main text, which is the essay he wrote, as in the main text, not the signature, the writings are always indecipherable. And the letters close on to each other, which confirm mine and my colleagues' worries. He is smart in changing the words that he used and has a close-minded kind of perspective on new ideas, changes, and also other people's opinions. Basically, that is an overview of what is the term used as comfortable. Don't force yourself if you couldn't feel comfortable with certain individuals. Learn to understand and then trust your instinct. If you feel the drag when you are with someone, or you feel like they are disrespecting you in any way, you have to learn to be true to yourself. You have to ask yourself, what is your self-worth? You have to respect yourself. Sometimes, people may think that, but I have spent 10 years being friends with them, or I have been friends with them for more than a decade. Isn't it a waste of time to leave? Like I said, you have to ask this question to yourself, is it worth it? What do you feel when you are with them lately? I understand what you mean when you say about spending time with the person for a very long time. If you are fine with it, then up to you to decide. But if you are looking for answers, it is in you. Whether you are brave enough to put it into action is another story. Because we as human, we have to also learn to be patient when communicating with people. But when something's tried enough, and you know it, that you don't deserve to be treated that way or be talked to that way, remember you have a choice. In my podcast for this season, we are focusing on you, how you build that foundation within you, which means this is part of building your self-esteem. It is challenging. But you will see the difference on how free your mind will be when you leave those peers you are with, the ones who start to disrespect you. I had this one friend whom for years I made sure that I didn't comment anything that will make her self-confidence or self-esteem down. We knew each other in secondary school and every time our friends will make fun of her because of her big body build. Never at one time throughout that 20 years of our friendship I ever talk about how she looks But in just one night, this happened a year ago, she could tell me how I gained weight while she is still the same. In a perspective of mine, I concluded this as a friend who actually don't care about how I feel. And I observed the pattern for quite some time, actually, since we knew each other. So this is not the first time, basically, that is not just one time that I hear that. But I think that was like the climax of my patience. Patient is already in there. I did have choices too last time except that now i am more brave to act on my choice so what happened was like when she contacted me recently i didn't reply that is my way to leave something i will you know because i feel like there's nothing to talk about or nothing to discuss about this is not like you are in a relationship with a person that you have you cannot ghost them, but this is just a friendship isn't it (laughs) Initially, I thought ignoring is not a good way to handle this kind of things. But recently, I watched this video of a speaker who said that ignoring is a way to actually tell the other party that they had done something that is hurting you and it is okay to do that. Because sometimes, certain things are not meant for closure. Closure need not be in words. Closure can be in actions. Why being brave to act like this or similar to this, living and not hanging out with the same group of people you have been with for years might be a bit that too much? I feel like because sometimes we care too much about how other person feel, that we will disregard how we actually feel. What if this will upset them? Another thing is the capacity we are in. There are people who are quite clingy and there is no room for us to react or make decisions to our favour. Another reason could be that we don't want to be categorised as the bad person to break the relationship or friendship. And if you are now with people who really test your patience, you need to learn what to do with this. Patterning behavior is another factor that you can observe. I am surprised that this is something which is constant if you ever observe others and yourself. Recently, I drew a mind map about my behavior and action I took towards people I was interested in. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I cannot believe it. I cannot even share with you that mind map because... It's like exposing myself. Oh my goodness, I was surprised that I did it on repeat even until now. It's like, what, 10, 20 years I've been doing that. After I drew the map, the only difference I did after that was to change one step, which was recently I told this person how I feel. That is it. Before that, I didn't. (laughs) How many people I was interested in, the behavior that I did, Uh, To avoid the person, the behavior I had, uh, like the feelings toward the person is so constant. It's like the same. And what I did to actually avoid them, oh my goodness, I cannot believe it. I'm talking to you and right now I'm still like impressed by how that works. So anyway, if you have time, go and try to draw a mind map of your behavior, especially those, uh, those very significant ones. For friends ones, I am really not into it. I'm more interested in that thing because it was like affecting me uh, recently. So what I did was I decided to go and draw a mind map. (laughs) So we can conclude that in our point of view, we are not to change others' character or cannot control others' character. And therefore, the only one we are focusing on to improve is only us. The one that we should not allow people or friends you hang out with to be demeaning to is us. And we have to be brave to make decisions who you want to spend your time with, who really makes you happy, genuinely happy when you are with them, who really could motivate you and make you look forward to wake up every morning, who really would be happy when you achieve your dreams and your success in life, who really will be there for you when you are down who really will be there for you to listen to you. When I say listen to you, means who really listen to you when it is time for you to talk and shut up about your personal story. You need to also be self-aware about yourself in terms of when somebody speaks to you, please stop, listen, okay? Because them not listening to you will devalue whatever you have to say. So, learn to pull back. You might think that it is not easy to find group of people who are like this. I am telling you now, Yes, it will not be easy if you tell yourself so. It will not be easy if you are not aware of the problem. It will not be easy if you don't give yourself an opportunity to prioritize your self-happiness, your self-worth, your self-value. As like the formula I had shared in previous episode, you will attract the people that you want in your life. And when it is time to let go, Let it be. Don't worry about it. If you are meant to meet that person again in another stage of your life, you will. Meanwhile, I will end this episode here. Thank you for listening. I will see you in the next episode. To watch this recorded podcast and any videos related to handwriting analysis, personality enhancements and behind-the-scenes videos of this podcast, you can visit our YouTube channel or visit www.Grawfallistic.com for the links to these videos. You can also get your handwriting analysed at a reasonable rate as affordable as $99. Check the options available from our website. At the meantime, guys, take care of yourself and goodbye.